is she wearing a bra? The danger of comparison. It's episode three on the Authentic Mama podcast. We're talking the dangers of looking over at that mom and thinking she has it all together. So joining me is Samantha Cutler, my good friend. She's a mom of four, and she also has started the Inspired Mama Conference. We invite you to join us for laughter, getting real on all of our mess-ups, and our commitment to keep encouraging each other and give each other grace. Join us! Welcome, welcome to the Authentic Mommy podcast. This is Amy Mulder, and I'm super excited today because my friend Sam Cutler is going to be here, and we are talking about the comparison trap. So Sam, welcome! I am so excited to be here with you. I know. I Thanks so much, Samantha. Okay, so first of all, just tell me about being a mom and your journey and how old your kids are and all of those great details. Yes, so my oldest is 16. He is a junior in high school, which I still find it like super hard to say because he's my only boy and I just want him to be like that little chubby face guy forever, but he's not. It's crazy. And then I have... 15-year-old daughter who is a freshman um, on the high school cheerleading team. And I'm like, when did this happen? That I have a 12-year-old daughter who is in sixth grade. And my little sweetest little baby (laughs) is six and she is in kindergarten. So that is quite a range. Was that a plan? It was crazy and completely planned. Um, (laughs) It is crazy when when people like really dig in and want to know because they were each completely planned, even the two that are 15 months apart. Um, because I just was crazy and thought we need another baby right away. (laughs) So yes, um, you know, it was, my husband was done after that number three and it was debating back and forth. Um, and then a miscarriage and then more debating back and forth. And we have our precious little angel at six. I can't believe she's in first grade, Giada. Kindergarten. Oh, kindergarten. kindergarten. All right. So, Sam, when you think about, um, I've shared on this podcast before, for how I was overwhelmed by the momhood journey um, from pregnancy. But could you kind of share a little bit about what you thought of being a mom? Because a lot of moms, this is their purpose. And um, for me personally, I was like, holy crap. She became a mom. The, the vision of momminess. It is absolutely all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. So, um, I, when I was younger, like I would literally, this is embarrassing. I would literally get off like the school bus. So maybe like middle school, late elementary, I know it wasn't high school and I would like have my backpack and I would be like, Oh my gosh, like what if this was my diaper bag and I had a baby and (laughs) I wanted kids. Um, and like, wouldn't it be fun? Like if I had all these kids with me and I was super busy, I don't love the business now, but, um, (laughs) And my, like my parents were like, you have to go to college, right? You have to have a degree. And I was like, well, I want to be a mom and I love kids. So I'll be a teacher. Yes. Yes. Really. I just wanted to be a mom. Other, what's your mommy sweet spot, mom? What's, what's the moments where you're just like, where that little dreamy 12 year old became your ideal mom moment? Well, it's funny because, you know, when I look back and I was thinking of like my backpack being a diaper bag and all these kids yeah, around yeah. me, that's what I hate, right? Yeah. I hate like being in the car. 
<laughs> my arms are full. Yeah, like, I, like, like, I need to have more arms. And like the baby carrier and a toddler. Yeah, that's not the part I love. No. Even though that's the part I was dreaming of. I love, can I give two answers? Of course. I, my first immediate response would be like the snuggles and cuddles. Oh, okay. So like, like, like that toddlerness or is that newbornness? Well, G- well, Giada now she's six and she's all about the snuggles and cuddles. And then if I can get like a bigger one to snuggle me on the couch, yeah. like my day is made. Um, yeah. but then I've been, um, seeing them learn things too, especially when yes. they're younger. So Giada's yeah. reading is like soaring. And Isn't I'm just exciting, constantly- those reading bells. That is just a thrilling thing. Yeah, I just went to the library, right? Like right before we got on for her. Cause we went yesterday and she read everything. Someone was like, <laughs> you want to read to mommy? Let's read. Do you want to read to me? Yeah. Cause I just, it's, um, it's amazing. Like seeing those milestones and you're just so proud of them. The tagline of this podcast, Sam, is parenting sometimes sucks, but Jesus can help it. Um, there's sometimes where it just really is hard. So what's your hardest thing? And you don't have to share the deepest, darkest, hardest. When is it like, I, I need to go um, drive away <laughs> and, wow. and not come back for a while. I need to go for a two hour coffee break or whatever. Yeah. So I had, I had that moment last week. I was, um, I was, I was like swearing, which I don't normally do like in yeah. my home to my people. Yeah. Uh, the I, have, bed, I have never done that. So I'll just yeah, have right. to let you in. And the rest were in bed, but could hear me. Um, so I walked into the living room and stepped in a bowl of melted ice cream on my living room floor. I just can't. I, I lost it. What is going on? Lost I'm it. Sure that was Giada, right? That wasn't the older ones. No, it was Maggie, the 12 year old. Yeah. yeah. It would not be Giada. Giada wouldn't be eating. No, I know. Cream. But if it's Giada, you can be nicer, but it's always the ones yeah, that know better. It's yeah. the older one that knows better. <laughs> so it's that feeling of like, uh, like kind of like they own the place and they're ungrateful. Yeah. And like will come along and do everything for them. And that just makes me so mad. So I'm often heard saying like, it's time for me to go away again. There is this yeah. thing where momhood is servanthood. And it is, but it's also the, when the kids think that you're the servant, that is just yes. overwhelmingly irritating. So I would have cussed too. Girl. I would have cussed too. Where, when did you feel like, have you ever felt like you had this mom thing down? Cause this is your dream. This is um, your dream. Is, or is it just fleeting moments or is there a season where you felt like, yeah, this is me. I, I do. I feel like I have seasons of comparison, right? Okay. And, I feel, and I feel like I compare myself less because I know more moms deeply. And I know that those moms that look perfect yes, and have all together so do true. not, especially when so people true. have told me that their first impression of me is that I have it all together. And I tell my husband and he cracks up. He's like, <laughs> uh, not at all. Have you, asked like, them why? have you asked them why they said that? Just because, um, is it your spirit or is it your... Literally, this one mom that I became really good friends with, she told me that the headband, literally the headband I wore, yes, was fancy. Can I tell you, I wore that headband on the days I didn't shower because it held my bangs back. So <laughs> I felt close in the headband. She perceived it as fancy. And then I had a Vera Bradley diaper bag, which like my mom bought for me. Yeah, yeah. So then you must be fancy. So Right? You- so I looked fancy. 
Okay, so this is literally what we do. We're trying to find a tribe to help us along this journey. And we just write people off without much information. Yeah, she was like, oh, I thought you were like this big, fancy doctor's wife and I could not be friends with you. And I was like, I don't even understand what you're talking about. So, but I've done that. And I've actually come to realize that some of these moms that I'm judging myself against, especially like, when my kids were just starting school, I'm new to the school, right? And there's moms right. that have already been there. Right. Um, and these moms that look fancy and like they have it all together and they have all these friends at the school. And then the more I got to know them, they're not people I want to be friends with. They don't make choices that align with what is important to me. Or have the opposite happen, Sam, where like there was somebody that you're like, I'm not sure I could be friends with them. And then they end up being like a really good friend of yours. Yes, absolutely. Yes. There's um, the moms. Yeah. What was the circumstances for that? Um, I can in particular think of one mom that was like new to the school and she, um, she was just super like, oh, she's beautiful. Oh my gosh. She's so beautiful. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, uh, looks too, man. I'm telling you what. It is, which is sad because I, know. I don't want to be judged by that, but that's our first impression. Right. And I, I, yeah, just I mean, at some point it is like, you just have to go. Okay. It is. And I just thought, oh my goodness. Um, like, I'm sure her life is perfect. And like, she probably doesn't want to be my friend and we're super close now. And she's like the sweetest person. And I don't know why I think like, why do I think because you're beautiful, you're not sweet. Of course it does nothing to do with the other. I don't know. But the thing is, she's probably sitting there going, well, you look like, you know, there, there's so much pressure on moms. What do you think is your biggest pressure you deal with? Like outside pressure. So we have the internal pressure that we give to ourselves. Um, my internal pressure is insane. So I'll just be honest. I'm supposed to like never get upset. You know, I'm supposed to be leading everyone in like a prayer group all the time or something. It's ridiculous. And then my external pressure, there's like comments from family members that ring too loudly and, um, people, since I have three sons, people seem to just imply like that's a lot of energy coming at us. And it just, that's when tiger mom comes out because there's this implication. I, I like that they're busy and I like that they run and jump off stuff. I don't always watch them cause it freaks me out, but I'm just saying like, I am, I love who my boys are becoming. And so you're, you're insulting my heart now. So there's, there's that, those commentaries that are outside, but internally I am continually um, beating myself up. And it's been a real spiritual discipline that God's been helping me with um, not to take th- certain things to heart. So what kind of pressures are you kind of feeling sometimes? I feel like I put the pressure on me to look good, right? Because that's what I focus on is what people look like, okay. which I hate to admit, right? And, and I feel oh. like I'm really good. I feel like I'm much better at not judging them on that. Like I've learned my lessons, but then I expect that's what people are judging me on. So, you know, that's my internal, like, do I have my, is my hair done, which from the outside, I think it just is like, you appear like you're on time for stuff. Your kids are in all these activities and you're like, so, um, and that like running back and forth, well, when do we eat dinner? Well, are you going to eat before five minutes? Like all of that craziness. I feel like people are like, oh, you just do it. Like, it's just, I see other moms doing it, but then they're probably stressed behind the scenes too. Right. They just don't appear to be stressed. Yeah. So I think the thing with comparison is we're looking at that other mom and we're going, what's that secret? Yeah. And you know what? I had to give 
myself some grace on. Um, I make like, I make really pretty big dinners every night. Like dinner is a big thing. I'm home. So I prepare a lot of times in the afternoon. So um, when like it's a crazy activity time and I, and you know, life yeah. is normal and I'm yeah. coaching cheerleading, and I'm running a Girl Scout yeah. troop. I'm calling my husband, like I'm pulling out of the driveway with one kid or yeah. two. And I'm calling my husband, like the ones at home ate or they didn't eat and they're waiting yeah. for you. Like, <laughs> it's the but really, we could have just had sandwiches that night or something easy, right? right? I'm wondering if this pressure like comes from how I was raised, probably, but I need to let go of it. It's, it's, it's really easy just to be also on that hamster wheel of I'm expecting myself to be perfect and I would not expect anyone else to be, but I haven't articulated to myself what I'm expecting. And, and it, once the moment that you can say, wait a minute, what am I doing it is the best because we've all had the mom friend where they keep one upping each other. And it's yeah. just really challenging. I, I never know what to do. What do you do when you're getting one up? What do you do, girl? <laughs> I I think I stopped talking. talking. I'm like done. And the person's got to notice, right? Because I usually talk a lot. So if I stop talking, (laughs) it might be a clue. Um, But yeah, I'm not seeking that person out then to hang out with, right? I, I mean, but there's a difference because sometimes I'm trying to connect with somebody. So I go, oh, I like that movie too. We're not in this competition thing. Like you're no, going to think your real. son is better than my son. That's the way it should be. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you like, like my son better, there's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> right? you know what I mean? So, yeah. And also I find it really suspicious when there's moms, there, there are the moms that don't share, that aren't vulnerable. And I'm very easy to just tell my crowd to everybody. They may be more private, but to me, if you haven't had trouble being a mom and you can't share it, like you must be in some sort of prison. I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm completely open. It's kind of funny actually, because I'm actually in the process of writing a book. Is it for this inspired mama stuff? It it is. It's for moms, which is, I'm so excited about. But one of my chapters is like, what haven't you told even your closest friends, right? And I I haven't written my response because... (laughs) An open book, which to like, it's my personality, but I also feel as like my passion is helping moms feel connected and like they're sane and they're not the only one feeling this way. So in order to get other moms yes. to feel that yes. I have to be open with my struggles. Right. And in my business. So I work with a lot of moms and I chat with a lot of moms. You do those really ones- good work. And, and for those of y'all that don't know, Samantha has done this inspired mama and it's a conference, which I don't know how you're doing nowadays with all of this. <laughs> um, it would have been this month, but obviously it's not happening, but nope. I have an online membership community. Now I do one-on-one coaching. I have a Facebook group that's free. So yeah, you have to take things online, right? You it's do. Just- a lot of these moms, you know, that I connect with, they, they aren't open and it's their personality. Like it's, yeah. it's something in them. they're either quiet or introvert right. or something along the way has made them not feel like they can be vulnerable. So I have to remember, it's not me, right? They're not like against me because I'm open and they're not. And they're, it's not, they're not it's not, yeah and, they're not yeah. and they're not negative. And I, I can't judge them on that. It's just, because we as women have been hard on each other. Um, yeah. uh, there's a lot of mom shaming and I, I'm so, I'm so glad that your stuff is helping that, but what, have you ever been shamed? Have you ever been shamed as a mom? You know what? I don't know if I have like to my face. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> right. But there's somebody who has 
some negative thoughts about something I'm doing, right? Yeah, people are free to tell me when I don't know if it's because Devin and I are pastors and there's this like expectation. It might be. But um, like on Sunday morning, Cooper's been playing the guitar for our services because we can't have anybody else come, you know, and he's only been playing for a year. So we just do the easier songs. But I said, Cooper, you're going to play at the beginning of the service and then we're going to go into the opening prayer. And I hear before I'm praying, I hear Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. And I just turned around and I said, we will never play Johnny Cash in the church service in front of everybody. And I didn't even, oh, that was not good just to out him. I probably could have been a little quieter. What You've, you've worked with a lot of moms, Sam. What do you think people compare themselves on? Is it just the physical? We've talked about the physical a lot. And then there's our children that. measuring stick. What do you think? What are the areas? I think it's the like having it all together or being positive. Like that mom's just positive all the time, you know? And like some people are just, yeah. yeah, And some people aren't hiding it. They're not hiding the negative. They just, they're just really good at spitting everything positive. And, you know, I've seen moms be like, well, you know, she's positive all the time. Well, maybe she's just happy person. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Or, um, you know, she has it all together, um, especially with social media, like, oh, they go on all these fancy vacations Absolutely. or, Absolutely. you know, her kids are perfect. Well, we know they're not, right? It's just the highlight no. reel. The social media yeah. highlight reel is really challenging. And I've actually hidden some women from college just because it just made me feel crappy. I don't, for whatever reason, this is bringing up my insecurity. When we compare is when we're insecure. What's your most insecurity as a mom? What's your thing? I don't, I'm not going to just like examine you with a spotlight. I'll start with me. I am most insecure when, um, I'm trying to juggle, uh, work and stuff. And I don't want the boys to feel neglected by my job. And I feel very, am I, am I juggling anything? Well, just that constant doing this, doing that. Am I there for them? They don't need me as much as I think they do. And then they do need you. And am I available enough? Cause you'll, you're yeah. never going to be meeting the ideal in your head. And I just, I just, sometimes I'm just like, Oh man, I really stink today. <laughs> so anyway, But, but it's not parenting doesn't suck all the time. Parenting sometimes sucks and we need Jesus. So. We do. Yes. Um, for me, it's like, as they get older, the teenagers and just knowing like the right thing to say, I feel like I'm really good with babies, toddlers, right. um, Right. you know, like early elementary. And then like, I'm, I'm just second guessing my conversations with the teenagers, yeah. especially when it comes to like their emotions. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, what if what I said caused it to be worse or caused, yes. you know what I mean? Like what if, so my daughter, my 15 year old doesn't want to go to school right now. She loved virtual. Um, and so she's struggling with wanting to yeah. stay home and be virtual. Yeah. Um, and, and it's new. She's a freshman. She came from a different school. So she doesn't know a lot of people. Right. So she's, um, and, like, and, and, and it's not know, set up for her to know people great either right now. No. So yeah. there's all these precautions, which are good, but she's not, it's not a normal school year. And yeah. then you're at a new school and it's your, and you're in high school. So, you know, she's struggling with a lot. Like <laughs> what, sh- maybe I should have said this, or maybe I should have said that, 
or like, maybe I should just tell her to get over it and go to school and not have a deep conversation. Or maybe right. she does need a deep conversation. When, like, to, I don't know what when to push and when to be that listening ear. I mean, I've, um, I just had a conversation with my oldest Ford. Um, I was praying. I knew something was going on with him spiritually or something. Like I just kind of knew something. So I just was kept praying like, Lord, give me a chance to talk to him. It turned out to be this amazing conversation, you know, even after a good conversation, there's the question, um, did, have I not been available enough to him for us to have that conversation before? Have I totally messed up? We are. And I think I'm thinking about you saying like, have you not been available? And I think like, when am I available? to my kids. I feel like I'm constantly available. Obviously. And I don't feel, yeah. So it doesn't even matter the work situation. It's all the same. There's guilt no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, they get home from school and I'm here. Right. But then there's always other people, right. When you have more than one kid. So I just feel, yeah, it's some days are just a whirlwind. And then, and then it's bedtime and I realize you hate school. I thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm I'm so thankful for you. Do you have any funny stories about your kids that just come to mind that you want to share? Because we want to make sure we give these kids, you know, shout outs since we're get to talk about our experience. And I can. Um, I was just thinking. I just shared on Facebook. You may have seen. So my little oh. Giada, the six year old, she's all about making lists right now. Um, and it's cute. <laughs> I wonder where she gets that. <laughs> yeah, actually, from her older sister. Um, okay. And it's cute and it's funny, but I also am like, I think it's like anxiety OCD too. Oh, you're but, scared of it. I need to look back. I know. I just like, I'll just focus on the cute. So every day it's a list and she draws little boxes to check off and it has to be on her bed for the next day when she goes to bed at night. And so most, a lot of nights I wake up and she's in my bed, she slept there or she comes up first thing in the morning and she'll be like, mom, I'm going to cut, I'll cuddle you for a few minutes and I'll leave my stuffed animals with you to be cozy, but I got to go start my day. And I got to go check, get up, check Giada. Uh, six. Yeah, I got to go start my day. I'm like, well, you start your day. I'm sleeping for another hour. I know it's funny when you see these little people that teenage them, I'm glad I got them alive this but I still um, I really do like the conversations and I like that you know playing music with them and um, introducing them to movies and that kind of thing that right I have to say that I love seeing your posts on Facebook because oh, thank you you can tell like you shine that you really enjoy your boys and you and it's and you're not like you're not sharing the highlight reel all the time right you're sharing what's no, happening no there's but some even- crap even if it's some crap, like yeah. your love of them shines through. And I love oh, that. Thank you. Same to you. You know, it, we, I think most moms really love their kids and uh, even those of us that are, and I think all of us that are really trying hard, we need to give ourselves grace, just like you gave yourself grace. And we just need to give each other grace and also say, you don't know what's coming ahead. You know, yeah. you don't know what's coming up. So just keep leaning. And that's where we, we just, we can't just depend on our own strength. So we need each no. other. We need each other. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for being here. I'm so thankful. I have no idea what's going to happen with this, but I am thrilled. You are my first interview. So thank you so much. And you are definitely real, girl. When Sam and I talked about comparison, the one thing that we mentioned in our conversation was grace. And I think it's important to remember that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. God has been giving us grace since the beginning, and he's not going to let us down now. 
when we get in that comparison trap where we're looking at someone else like in a way that isn't really them, in a way where they have it all together when they may not, in a way that clouds us seeing them as fellow travelers on the journey, it's when we're trying to do everything on our own strength with our own power and we are convinced that grace is not for us. Hear these words from Ephesians 2 from the message paraphrase. It's not a translation, it's a paraphrase. But I just want you to feel the grace that Paul talks about to the early church. He's saying to us, God gives grace, you give grace, grace is the ticket, which was sort of the theme of my conversation with, with Sam today. Now, God has us where he wants us. This is from Ephesians 2. Now, God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. (laughs) If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, the work we had better be doing. And the work that Paul is telling these Ephesians to get ready to do is to shower the grace that we have already been given. So if you are in the pit of motherhood despair, or you're in the in a high point mountain of joy, would you shower grace upon someone else? Would you encourage somebody else today? See, the danger of comparison is that we put ourselves in the tunnel of self-pity and decide that no one else could help us and no one's ever walked where we have walked. And that's not living in grace. The danger of comparison is we are convinced that our set of circumstances have never occurred to another human being. When there's probably somebody down the street that's been through something similar that can give us a hand and show grace to us. So I just pray as you leave this day and you go forth that you will be a grace giver because God has given us so much grace. He is continually working in you. He is showing up in your life. So I pray and I urge you to have eyes to see where God's grace is working and May you also shower grace upon other moms and yourself. Blessings, everybody. This is the Authentic Mama, out.